Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing crickets at the grade level. Boys! Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket. <laughs> uh, I went into to play for a team called... Um, the Obviously, sharing's always a big issue, a big issue for, for young kids going into a senior cricket team. Take a look at it with leave. Um, a bit of advice. I refer to the great cricketer here and I'll say, this will do a little bit early. <laughs> you know, there used to be a time, there used to be a time when Pez and I didn't live in the same cities before people were eating spicy bats, before sad paper was being rubbed on balls, before India and the Asian century had commenced. But here we are once again. And why are we in separate rooms? I think you already know the answer. But we'll tell you more in a second. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggle. Use the code CHAMP at checkout. Steve O'Keefe is on the show. We're talking Devon Conway hundreds. We're talking Big Bash. We're talking spicy bat coughs. Pez, <laughs> I'm sorry I can't touch you. I'm going to reach out and touch it. Uh, and you are an it. Uh, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, I'm similarly sad. I mean, people don't know this, but when we do the show in studio, we actually are playing footsies under the table. Uh, mm. And that, I actually find that a comforting um, little trope, uh, like, a, like, a, like a teddy bear. Helps my brain work. But no, mate, we, um, we've, <laughs> mate, we've succumbed. We've been struck down in capitals by the virus. And uh, yeah, you know, there might be some speculation as to how that was acquired, you know. Did you guys put yourself in the mixer for 48 hours with any manner of people? Were you sensible when you did so? I believe we were, but not enough. And um, and here we are. But thankfully, we're able to soldier on. Uh, my symptoms are quite mild. I'm not sure about you, really, but, um, you know, we can still bring... Um, we can still bring content that fits into the rubric of what one person on Reddit said was, you know, we're woke, we're toxic, we're the great cricketer. <laughs> we like to bring people into the belly of the beast. We like to bring people into what real, like what real cricket is. And real cricket right now is that COVID's fucking everywhere here. <laughs> there's COVID in camps. <laughs> there's COVID outside of camps. Uh, there's there's just COVID yeah. everywhere. I mean, if Pe- you if you don't have COVID. Yeah, you know what that—that's the question. You know, yeah, you're a loser, it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you hide under a rock, or maybe you just wear an N95 mask and yeah. good PPE? It's cool to pee your pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like shit, uh, but you know the show—the <laughs> show, the show must go on. 
The show's going on, baby. We're making the people laugh. We're bringing oh, some humour in. We're telling some stories. We're just telling stories. But which fucking one, which one of you coats was an enduring side mouth that gave us COVID? Or which <laughs> beer right. was it the following Isn't day? It, it's a th- yeah, it could have been so many things. Isn't it someone saying to me, it's a thing. It's a thing in like Australia, especially, you know, if you, if you get COVID, there's still this stigma of like, well, you know, where'd you get it from? Mm. Um, and there's sort of a guilt <laughs> yeah. and a judgment. Yeah. I certainly feel dirty every time I've had to tell a, an ill-defined social contact, you know, like that they may, they may have to get a rat, a rat that you actually can't get. Mm. Um, you can't actually have high testing numbers if you can't get a test. That's, mm. um, that's a good one from the government. But yeah, you sort of feel like you're letting them know that you've got some sort of STD. Not that I've ever done that before. I just don't know people have talked about that. Um, and, but then, you know, in places like in the UK, it's sort of just a given. Like, you, you know, it's always really telling when you tell people you've got COVID. Uh, like, nice people say, how are you feeling? And other people will be like, where'd you get that from? You know, like, they're gonna go, like, they're going to fucking find patient zero. Uh, we're at the MCG. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. God, there must be tens of thousands of people storming around with COVID, regardless. Like, like the uh, oh the, god, the entire process. Like now that the cold face of it, of like working out if you've got it, is just a joke. Like I couldn't get a test for. Um, I went to three separate sites, all closed. Fifteen chemists um, called. No, no rats available. No virats. You know, it's it's yes. So, um, <laughs> but you know, let the boy watch. The boy being coronavirus. <laughs> okay, the ashes. Uh, do you remember when that series was going on, Pez? Do you remember the ashes? Uh, uh, I think so. I think. Hey, so. mate, the fallout from the MCG. I think mostly because there's been a big gap between tests three and four. That wasn't in the schedule. That was just how the game finished in the third test. Um, but the fallout of that for England has just been like it's. They're doing the fucking like branch review of everything written branch review not just the branch uh it's not it's not just a bank review <laughs> branch Fran- stacking <laughs> franchising banks um but <laughs> but um it's a very but, strange but, review just into kind of franchise structures with banks <laughs> um nothing to do with cricket but but I just thought it was interesting to talk about just in lieu of any cricket being played, except for the uh, the, uh, the New Zealand Bangladesh series. Um, but, mate, like, just they're talking about county cricket. They're talking about pitches. Kevin Peterson's talking about when he hit 355. That's when he realized, against Leicestershire, that's when he realized that the cricket was no good. Um, you know, everyone's got a viewpoint. They're trying to, like, they're trying to save English cricket. How are we going to save English cricket? Sort of forgetting there's two tests to go. I think there's almost next to no chance that that Hobart test is going ahead. But, um, you know, if someone does want to buy my day five Hobart ticket, then, you know, hit the DMs. But, uh, but mate, it's, uh, it, it's, it is quite remarkable that it is quite remarkable that like English cricket needs to change, but they still have to finish this series. And like these players are all in hotels. Silverwood can't go to Sydney. There's nine people in the camp, I think, England camp who have COVID. Net bowlers uh, at the SCG or the MCG. One of the, uh, at the SCG found out that they were net that they were positive when they were at the Nets bowling. Mate, it's fucking. What is sport? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Yeah, like uh, I feel like shit. Yeah, like there's so many different ways to. <laughs> Excuse me, I've just got to cough now. Um, it... Yeah, like there are so many. I mean, the, the, a capitulation of this magnitude just offers like so many angles yeah. for 
interrogation. Like I, yeah. I, um, wrote something overnight that was just, just sort of like uh, trying to unpopularly and quietly say like, oh, Australia's been okay too, mm. but it's more fun to pick at the carcass of like of, of English cricket. And it's not really for us to do, though it is funny. But yeah, like I've enjoyed the, um, like I've enjoyed people like joining the dots between like the, the macro social, cultural and economic forces that lead to like Darren Stevens bowling to Manus Labuschagne, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. and why that's the death of test cricket, you know, like that's yeah. good. That's strong. That's strong gear. Like the systemic stuff is the best. Like, I mean, th- th- these like uh, hammerings have been happening, obviously, for nearly 20 years now. You had 06, 07, you had um, 13, 14, 17, 18, and now 21, 22. And like 2010, 2011, just like stands alone as an absolute anomaly. It's kind of yeah. like, um, it's kind of like, you know, like the, like the batter who like returns to the dressing room after scoring runs, you know, smug in the overall team defeat. Like I'm imagining that like the 10, 11 guys turning up to like Ashes reunions. Oh yeah. You know, like with everyone else just going like, just so gleefully just going, fuck sake boys, <laughs> you know, Kevin Peterson, who was actually part of two other hammerings, um, like, yeah. Tweeting about scoring 355 <laughs> in the County championship with one pad, you know, that's when I knew it was a problem. Uh, so it's all it's all pretty good, mate. <laughs> That's, it's pretty pretty tough to beat. It's getting into some real Bradner areas. I'm not sure how just yet, but it's good, mate. One one of the um one of the interesting conversations that I suppose if you if you're the captain of the ship and there's a ship now, it's just a big boat. Um, yeah, that you you're gonna you're gonna have to answer some questions like the Costa Concordia. Um, but Joe Root's captaincy being questioned is. I understand it to a degree. I'm not saying that Joe Root is the best captain that's ever in, that's ever captained England or any international team ever. Like he's, I think he's just, I think he's the best guy for the job, and I think he's a decent captain, and you know he's the best player, and actually that best player, but it's not got nothing to do with. It. He's just an experienced player. Seems to be doing a good job. There's more to it than just on the field, of course. I think he's led this England team as best he can from the front whilst playing. I think he's done lots of good things. The idea. That like, ah, just get Stokes in. And then fucking all of a sudden the series is fucking even close to 4-1. I said this last week and I I need to think about it more clearly, but because it it also depends about, to your point about what you wrote on The Guardian um, the other day, or yesterday, or was that today, that that Australia have been good. Um, And I'm trying to think what they will be like in four years time when next England come out here. But I think that, the alarm bells that are ringing for England is that like this series is going to be five nil and probably has, and probably was going to be for a little while. So what's it going to be like in four years time when you think really this England team actually might be worse because all the, all the best young players are already in the squad. There's no one else coming through. So can these, can this, can this patch of players that's in the squad now become guys who are instead of averaging 27 and 32, can they start averaging 47, 43, 39? You know, can, I don't think so. It's already so hard to win enough in Australia. So it's, so just, it starts becoming like, it starts becoming an, an issue of like, can this team even win a game in, in Australia in another four years time? It, you know, and then <laughs> India, you know, Pakistan, West Indies, New Zealand, you know, it's a huge issue with their white ball program, but, but sorry to, I'll, I'll let myself astray there on a tangent, but 
but Joe, I, but Joe Root to not be captain, and that is just going to answer it. I'm not even sure that's like one percent of the issue necessarily. But I mean, what do you sit on that? Oh well, really strong views, mate. Uh, about <laughs> Root and captaincy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I noted that. Uh, I noted that. Like Mike Atherton, who's a figure of like deep respect, he he good. called for Stokes for Stokes to become captain. Uh, I think he 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 wrote a really long piece in the Times with his kind of blueprint for what needs to happen with English cricket. And the How's thing the I took on? out of it was, I'm sure it's sensational, but um, I mean I read it, but um, I uh. I took from, I mean, it was quite well written, you know, and very thoughtful, but like, I just saw a lot of names that were daddies, which I thought was a good way to look at it. Like, yeah. you know, Stokes, Captain, Daddy, Andrew Strauss, CEO, you know, dad flavor to that, a lot of yeah. dad stuff. Um, and sometimes teams just need refreshing, Joe, you know, like the, the, the captain as best player, I think has been disproven, um, Many, many times throughout cricket. I mean, even even Garfield Sobers lost the captaincy. You know, uh, Ricky Ponting lost the captaincy to Michael Clark. Like, it, I think the question for Stokes is like, does he want to do it? I mean, he's so far said that he doesn't, but then a reluctant captain—that's hot shit too. You oh know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That that's the great paradox. They're they're always the best politicians. That you just want to be reluctant. You don't want it too much. Uh, so they obviously need a lot of change they need some new people in there and i like the dad prism for that as for like what any it's funny you make that point about where england gonna be in four years is it is it sliding irreparably and like i noted johnny lou um wrote in the guardian as well altogether <laughs> much better <laughs> than anything i offered up um but He's, I had to laugh because the headline, which he doesn't write, was, will England ever be good at test cricket again? <laughs> and I like that. Uh, but, um, like, you know, we haven't been able to get him on for this show, mainly because of time difference and us not being bothered to get up early. But, uh, like, just to paraphrase what he wrote, it was essentially, like, contrasting how Australia still... Um, affords respect to test cricket and you only have to look at, say, the performance of Scott Boland, who wouldn't have imagined this had happened for him at this time, but he's still able to arrive on the scene, perform the way he did, and that's Australia showing respect to test cricket. Would England be able to do the same? Uh, but I think that there's this thing with, with the Ashes where it, like, it does provide this opiate for the home-winning nation and, and an opportunity. So... We, we devote this like outsized meaning to the ashes. Like it, this is in the context of like a four format global cricket world. I'm including the hundred within that. If you go T10, there's five formats um, where like how there's a child born every minute. There's like a game on every hour. And yet like with the ashes, it's on every two years. And we essentially attach all of the success or um, meaning of the success of our country's cricket to it. All you have to do to look good in cricket then is just to perform respectably at home in the ashes. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening to Australia at the moment. We're not, we've got myriad systemic issues in Australian cricket and they're going to be exposed when we go and play against better opposition. For now, we're just like intoxicated with fucking Cram Green bowling at 140s. We knew this would happen. How big Um, is he? And and it's England. It's, and, and... I was sort of thinking sort of uh, mischievously, like instead of England carrying on about playing with the kookaburra 
and fucking around with county cricket to get good when they're over here in four years' time, I think go the other way. Like, don't breed Space Jam bowlers for, like, arid desert cricket out here. Like, just throw every egg into, like, the basket of developing better mints for home <laughs> and guys who can hoop it even further uh, and, like, um, and play the ball down the line as a bat to to try and smash us at Edgebaston in 18 months' time. Because when England does that in 18 months' time, which they could well do, then we're the one who's going to be having the root and branch review, you know, like like a hurricane, you know, named after a hurricane. So I, I just think get really, really good at winning at home. Like develop Darren Stevens even yep. further, yep. I, I think. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, you can worry about all that other shit later. I agree. I think the Ashes should be played in February and March in England. That's that's the only times. <laughs> that's that, what they, and all right. the all the games should be north. Three tests in Durham. Um, right. Just just stitch us up. That's what it should be. Right. Exactly. That that then then your broadcast deal will be good, and then you know um, insiders in the cricket ecosystem can keep their jobs, and yep. that's what it's all about, <laughs> isn't it? So they should, they should have you, right. the fourth Ashes Test should be at Old Trafford the same afternoon yeah. as Man United play. And then James Anderson's fucking running in <laughs> from his end. Exactly. <laughs> There's fucking flares going off. Warner's coming out to the exactly. crease. There's fucking knives yeah. being thrown in the field and darts. Exactly. <laughs> like, for, forget, like, all this chat about, you know, why do our players come from private schools when 93% of kids are in state schools or in ethnic minorities? Like, um, don't worry about that. Like, literally tapping into kids who just aren't, don't even know about cricket and would prefer to know John Cena. Yeah. Like, I just think... <laughs> Play, like, I just think play in Feb, um, juice up those, juice up those balls, a much cheaper way of doing it. Yeah. And, you know, if you can nick Steve Smith off, the rest will follow. Yeah. England cricket's back, baby. (laughs) We're all dumb. We're all internet brain people. Yeah. We're all dumb. Just, just beat us at home in two years, in 18 months time. Yeah. You don't have to do your review. Yeah. And play at least one game at Wembley. And by that, I don't mean like the, I don't mean the football stadium. I mean like in the bowels of it where they play the darts. That's what they should be. I thought you meant in, least... in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> they should play one game in the O2, um, one in Wembley Arena, three at Durham, and one at Old Trafford. Okay. So it's a seven test series. Uh, and one at Windsor Castle, just for, you know, whatever. Um, just because I like watching The Crown. Um, mate, I think it's uh, just going back to. I mean, yeah, I, I completely take your point, and I agree. Sometimes, like, teams just need a change of something on the training ground to coach a manager maybe it is the captain maybe it's just a change of personnel refreshing um you know who's in the squad that sort of thing and that can change even though when you look at the names on the team sheet they may look less than uh they look well i suppose you, you make a team better than some of its parts so i suppose that's the idea of any sporting organization but i think like this if if jared loses the captaincy because of the performance of this team that would just show like how much this team has let him down given everything that he's done just to fucking barely keep them competitive that if he also lost the captaincy it's like if ben stokes is the captain and like i've got no idea if ben stokes is a good captain or not, he probably would be a good captain though saying that like do you really want to load up your best player maybe your best player possibly in a generation if he is a better cricketer than joe root for instance with like the responsibility yeah. of like captaining your test side as well when like he's also just taken six months off for for mental health you know, issues and, and, and having the burden of the England captaincy. Look, I, he probably would do a good job, but like, 
I don't know, is that something you really want to do? You lose Joe Root as captain. But fundamentally, if, if Ben Stokes was the captain, would that mean that Ollie Robinson wasn't going to bowl offies that day or like Jack Leach gets pumped at the Gabba? Like, does that, does that actually... They've still got the same group of players. So whilst you make a good point, sometimes you do need a change and that will elevate their performances. This England team is so bad and their performances have been so bad. Fucking Jack Leach could be the captain and he's obviously a friend of the show. So that actually would be quite funny. Um, so anyway, I don't know. But mate, um, you know, I suppose moving on to uh, Australia, you mentioned Scott Bowen before. I find that Scott Bowen almost yeah. definitely won't play in Sydney. The interesting thing for me about Scott Bowen, who is now like going to be celebrated... Mate, there's a world where Scott Boland not only doesn't play <laughs> this MCG test, but he does play a test and he fucking shoots the lights out, right? But there's a, there's a world where he doesn't play any other tests. You know, it's just so unfair, like sport in general, I suppose, but cricket is so ruthless in this current batch of bowlers we've got. But this idea that Boland has come in and like the celebration of it a little bit is a, like, who the fuck's this bloke? <laughs> you know, like, so there's two aspects to it. It's like, because we've never, because we as the Australian public have never seen it, it's like who's this guy who's just come from complete left field? And I, I know Chris Rogers has fucking trumped for him for ages, and uh, George Bailey has spoken about they had his eye on him and all this stuff, and Ed Cowan's spoken well about him in the past as well. But um, if it was the other way, if it was like um, I don't know, uh, maybe if like if if we're playing in England and Saki Mahmood comes in for one Test match, we've never seen him before. And uh, he takes six for seven against us. We'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, we just we just would not be able to cop it. Even though both those bowls are fucking really good bowlers, and Scott Boland that day was just un like I was gonna say untouchable, but ever all the batters were nicking it, so he was touchable, I guess. Uh, but but uh, I don't know. It's just some uh, some cerebral thoughts I've been having about Scott Boland, mate. What do you want to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I'm still I'm still so like I'm so happy for Scott Boland for all those reasons that you say as yeah. well, you know that like the the nature of his success has driven a further stake into the heart of English cricket, you know. It's like who the fuck is this bloke that's just yeah. gone and got 6 for 7 against us? Like it, it definitely yeah. piled on the humiliation. Now, yeah. harsh because he's a good bowler. Exactly. He's, he's you know, and um, and has been for a long time. And um, we we omitted from our story last podcast that we were having beers and singing about uh, or listening to people singing about having Scott Boland's towel. They yep. were actually having beers with Chris Rogers, who got in touch to say, why didn't you mention me? And I said, well, because I didn't think you want to be associated with us, to be honest, <laughs> you know, yeah. but he was happy to be. And he was filming that and sending it to Scott. So, you know, therefore we played in Boxing Day. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, my first baggy green. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's uh, again, I just can't be happy for him in terms of, um, especially being an Indigenous man getting the Johnny Muller medal. Dan Bredig's done a great piece on, um, him visiting Johnny Muller's home, and uh, I mean, you, you know, a lot of people might roll their eyes at this, but there, you know, the the serendipity of all of that with him as Johnny Lou says, um, landing at the MCG on Boxing Day uh, to play against this English team at this particular time in their trajectory Fuck to yeah. take six for seven. It is it is spiritual, you know, and I'm fucking, I'm drinking all of that bad boy in. Mm. Uh, um, 
uh, I think he could do a great job in Asia as well. He's here. It's it's really good. I mean, mate, like you, you got to hear on the agenda, like what's doing with the Australian team. Well, and that's how it's written. Like I'm going through some of the sort of senior journos, like um, Malcolm Con. <laughs> There's a piece out from Malcolm Con today again. Doesn't write the headline, but it's. <laughs> We want 5-0. Lion calls for Ashes smash up, then world crown. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm like reading that letting out a fucking Nutrigrain roar, you know, and uh, you know, my wife's rushing in asking if I'm okay. I'm like, "Yeah, Gary's just called for an Ashes smash up." <laughs> you know? And I'm here for it. Talk, talking in Twitter speak to her. She, yeah. She's left me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a scarf like, on and waving a flag. I'm fucking etching, etching a Southern Cross tattoo on my forearm. Fucking ashes we want smash ashes, up. Ashes smash up. Kind of like a fry up. You know. uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, the other things in conversation, I guess, man, is I don't know which way. You, you t- tell me where you want to start here. I mean, a bit of Langer stuff's popping up now. I suppose there's been a bit of a gap. Australia's won the series, so there's a lot of... There's some developments, it seems, from journos on on where things stand with that. Or, and then the other one with the SCG is, yeah, like uh, there's, I, I think everyone's pretty sure that Kawaja's in for head. The other two are in are in the squad in case there's a there's more COVID. And yep. and does Swepson get a game? So you, you you kick off wherever you want to go with that. Yeah. Uh, so to catch people up, I'm sure they already know that um, Travis Head um, <laughs> tested positive. Uh, so he's I think he's still in Melbourne. Uh, heady. Glenn McGrath's also got um, COVID, so unfortunately he won't be part yeah, so of... So he can't play. So he, can, so he can't play. Wouldn't be far away from a game, I've got to say. So it's actually a shame because obviously the Jay McGrath test is a pretty significant down the calendar, uh, not just in cricket terms, but uh, just culturally down here as well. And obviously Silverwood as well um, has uh, the virus, so he is not travelling to the SCG. So, mate, I think Swepson probably is going to play. I think there's... I, I agree with you. I think Boland would do a good job in Asia. I think I can definitely say Boland taking polls with the Duke in a couple of years time as well um, so I think there's I think we're in this point now where like Australia's having fucking practice games against a full strength England team uh, and they're getting they're getting some they're getting some work into the legs of a few blokes picking picking Swepson for a test debut in Asia whether it be in Pakistan in a month's time or in India later in 2022 is um a daunting task, I'd imagine, for any spinner. It certainly was for me when I debuted um, in Sri Lanka in uh, 1987. Like we played a lot of tests, you and I. <laughs> yeah. uh, See, we're part of it. Uh, Cricket's about us. Uh, I remember facing Wick Ramasinghe. I just got to get forward to him. Um, don't know why his name came into my head, but uh, hey, it's just the COVID fever. Seems to same up. So, mate, I like the idea of playing Swepson. Um, just to get some work into the legs. Heap, I think he's, taking, he's averaging 25 in Shield cricket. I think Lyon in the same period at Shield level is, take, is taking his wickets at 31 as an example of um, Swepson's good. <laughs> he's, he's not just like, I'm being, I'm being facetious when I say just get, just get a game into these blokes. Um, Kawaja would come in, I think that's right. Um, so I like the idea of Swepson, but I don't like the idea of playing Swepson instead of Lyon. Um, I think it has to be with line. So then what do you do with the rest of the team? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I like the idea of giving oh, I just the think one of the quicks misses out. I, I think that would be how yeah. they do it. I agree. I think Swepson needs to play. I mean, look, there are a lot of people who are rightly pointing out that the SCG for like at least 10 years, and including Nathan Lyons, so he's he's decently qualified, good. 
um, it isn't the isn't the deck, the spinning deck that it used to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm also kind of like, well, I'll fucking decide what deck it is because I just live in my own head. And if I want the SCG to be a turning deck, and I want the War Brothers to be playing, and I want it to be ninety eight, ninety nine, and my parents are together, and Mark War hits hundred, and Steve War <laughs> ninety odd, and McGill hits fo- it takes twelve for, then I'll fucking do that. Okay, um, that's up to me. If I want. <laughs> All those things are just well together. This whirlpool of what what yeah. the SCG and, and test for is that reason, Swepson needs to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were on the rocks at the time, but um, but um, yeah, ah, it's tears of a clown. But uh, yeah, like I I think that like look, the SCG isn't Perth, and you're, you're right. I think he's going to play in Asia, and I think they um, they should get a game into him and. He also deserves it, and I think we should see how he goes. Uh, and if he has one bad game or one bad session, we should cast him aside for eternity. His entire life's work, dead. Uh, right. But, you know, good luck. Um, yeah, and, spin up. you know, look, we've said this before. Yeah, spin up, Swepo. Uh, trappings for the eyes, Swepo. It's a trapping selection. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I said before, um, you know, Mitch Marsh, you know, well... Mitch Marsh, he's hitting them well. Um, I, I can see Mitch Marsh playing in Asia. It. Yeah, I can too. I think he's he's. I think Mitch Marsh has um, transcended something in his life. You can tell by the way he's playing cricket. I think he'd do a great job. But anyway, you say Marsh, and there's a whole group of people who are going to be like, Whoa. I mean, Sean Marsh did get a good go. But uh, anyway, yeah, mate. Hey, I, I, but I think I think generally as well, like. Picking picking your best team at home is a different team to picking your best team away, and we all know that conditions mm. are vastly different in Asia to what they are in Australia, as an example. Um, mm. And so, like Swepson might not be in your best eleven here, or Mitch Marsh might not be. Cameron Green might be, in fact, is a better pick in my opinion in Australia. But I think Mitch Marsh actually might be hmm, a better pick in Asia in a Test match. I just, I can see more success and so therefore like you have to have a group of players that can go you have 25 international cricketers that can play in different conditions because your 11 in sydney is going to be different to your 11 in Ahmedabad. so why not get hey. some work into when, the legs when we go we, when we go to sri lanka mm. you know england dusted sri lanka that's how good that's yeah. but um yeah but like it, it will be an absolute Bunsen there. We'll need to pick like four spinners. That's what Sri Lanka would need to do to win the game yeah. with respect. And I encourage them to do so. It is, it's going to be a different side. Yeah. Uh, I think you've Mitch Swept in a game. Uh, and yeah, just can I talk about some Langer stuff? Some I Langer want you developments. He goes. Yeah. So again, two senior journos, Malcolm Conn, Pete Lawler, have been writing uh, probably other each on different sides of the ledger about the Langer stuff. Mm. Probably some different sources there as well. Uh, yeah, the headline for Conn's recent piece was "Mutinous Players Will Have a Say in Justin Langer's Future." So that was the head of performance, Ben Oliver. It's pretty close with Justin Langer, I think, confirming that they're going to consult players about Langer's future mm. and. That was an interesting one. Pete Lawler was an interesting one as well. Um, I mean, he wrote in his most recent piece about Justin Langer that Langer seems to be a dead man walking. Mm. Um, and he said it He said it sensitively in that he was reading the room. He wasn't saying that his view is that Langer should be a dead man walking, quite the contrary. But uh, he hasn't written like that before about Justin Langer. So uh, it 
dead man walking is a powerful phrase. Yeah. Uh, th- th- it seems to be, the question seems to be, you know, if they split the white and red ball coaches, will Langer get one of those gigs? That seems to be his best, um, his best chance of staying in an Australian role or mm. will, you know, w- will his time be up? And uh, I think that, I think that Pat Cummins is going to have a pretty big say. I think Pat Cummins, one of the silent things that's happened since Pat Cummins assumed the captaincy is that he's wrested a lot more power back towards that position of captain. And his star is so high at the moment. Mm. Um, I think what Pat Cummins wants for the next four years, Pat Cummins will get. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting political one uh, for him. Yeah. Um. All right, should we move on to the Big Bash? It's all I want to do. Six England players, Billings, Mamou, Topley, Garton, Mills and Vince, uh, all sent home by January 7, which is the end of this week, isn't it? Um, they're all ECB contracted players, obviously, ahead of their tour to the West Indies. Um, so there's that, and that's because this is on the back of 10 positive COVID cases in the same Melbourne Stars set up which led to a whole bunch of uh great cricketers being drafted into uh the melbourne stars to fulfill their games um and the good thing about that is for them is that the big bash regulations say that you can't actually um like contract uh players through finances you can't pay them unless you contract them before december 31 this obviously happened after that and so these clubbies are now playing in the Big Bash for free, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know, a great thrill for them, I'm sure. Uh, and there's also some gear about, <clears throat> just in terms of the adding to some more fast to it, um, though safety important. Um, if, the, if the Stars players were going to carpool to the game, I think it was at the MCG, wasn't it, this game in particular? Was this last night or uh, two nights ago? No, I don't know. Uh, uh, if they were going to carpool to the game, the windows had to be down. Uh, so there's that. That's what's happening in the Big Bash. <laughs> one, a lot of one of the here. guys who looked quite good was Tom Rogers, man. And, um, yeah, like, uh, and this is against the Scorchers who are flying high, like, yeah. towards or at the top of the table. They look really good, actually. The, sco- the sc- Oh, you meant to say Scorchies, sorry. Scorchies. But, uh, yeah, like, the, Tom Rogers has made six grade hundreds in his last 20 hits for Ringwood and one of them was a double and that was in two he looked right at home <laughs> he looked right at home in his first BBL game at yeah. 24 hours notice yeah and it, you know it's look I think it's a universal truism that if you can dominate the level below you're going to be a good shot at being able to do well in the level like above. But there are a lot of people in cricket still who kind of get identified early. They don't have the performances on the board. Yeah. Um, and then they just get fast-tracked to the top and they and they struggle for a while. Now, granted, Tom Rogers has more grade centuries than Travis Head, and Travis Head can play at the top <laughs> level. But, you know, um, that's more grade hundreds this year, I think, than Travis Head so in he's his got, entire career. So he's got, Tom Rogers has got six hundreds this year. Yeah, in his last 20 hits, I think. So, Fucking hell, how's he seeing him? Two seasons. Man, he's seen him well. Uh, so, like, that, I think that's that's a good story. That's an interesting one, structurally. Um, but, yeah, obviously, 
obviously, yeah, you get a couple of clubbies in and everyone can start talking about clubbies and it's at Junction Oval and all that kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. Welcome to the grade cricketer. Um, now, last the time clubbies we sp- cricketer. Last time we spoke, uh, Ben McDermott hit back-to-back hundreds. Did he did his second one. Yeah, I think he did his second one. Uh, then he got a yeah. duck in his third game. So life comes at you fast. Uh, and uh, at the moment, the Scorchies are leading the tournament. They're ahead of the Sixers, and then there's a Thunder. I think it's Hobart, a fourth, and then it drops away. I think it's the Heat. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's the Heat of the fifth, but uh, I think there's probably three teams that can do it. Sixers yeah. are going for the three-peat. Sorry, three-peat. Scorchies look like the team to beat. And the Thunder, oh, I'll have a look at the Thunder. Ollie Davis is doing some stuff. Sanger, mate, yeah, have a look. So Cowan, Cowan tweeted last night, uh, like, there's no coincidence that a lot of the young guys, Ollie Davies, Jason Sanger, Matthew Gilks, uh, yeah. are starting to really look the goods because they're under the tutelage of Trevor Bayless. Yeah. Uh, and they are. Sanger especially. You know, a bit of an it boy in New South Wales cricket. Is that the right phrase? Don't friend know. of the show. Um, a few years ago, friend of the show, real lean patch, and now starting to, to boss it. And his leggies are looking good too. Ollie Davies played an unbelievable shot off Rashid Khan. Yeah. Uh, like he, Rashid Khan bowled, it was either a leg spinner sliding into him or a wrong. And he's gone off the, he's, he's hit him for six over cover off the back foot. Mm. Uh, sorry to sound like X's and O's nerdy there, but it was, it was an unbelievable shot. And it was on Matthew leg stumps. is great to watch as well. Yeah. Coming in, yeah. Um, incredible. Muhammad Hasnain, Three for none off his first over in BBL cricket, bowling rockets, 145k. So I like the th- thunder of fun, and obviously they got Bilbo, but he has to go home now. Um, I want Bilbo to play in the Sydney Test. I don't know how it's going to happen. Need someone to get COVID, but I just want to see it. Yeah. I want Rig. I want the blonde stuff, and I also I just feel like he'd do well, probably because I know him. Um, but he's a, he's a strong <laughs> character. Scorchies. Uh, he goes. So they look hot. Yeah. Friend of the show, Pete Hasseglu. Knocked over Maxi yesterday at the Junction Oval. Classic Hatsaglu delivery. And I just like, uh, I just had to text Maxwell and say, mate, you don't really want to, like, you sort of go square against Hatsaglu at your peril. So I, went, I just sort of gave him some footage. You got to hit him down the ground. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, left on red and sort of, <laughs> I sort of think I was blocked actually. But um, anyway, Scorchers are good. I'm glad to see Hatsaglu doing well too. Um, did you see the in the in that Stars and Scorchies game last night? Uh, who was batting? Was it Bancroft was on strike? No, it wasn't Bancroft. Um, when Oxford and Bruce Oxford, I changed, watched every ball, mate. So yeah, whatever you're about to say, I changed, definitely saw it. Changed his decision, caught off the helmet. Oxford gave an out. Then he was like, "Oh no, no, that actually wasn't out." That was Ashton Turner. Ashton Turner was the batting. <laughs> All right, bumper. And then it was just like, "Well, what about this, guys? What do we think about this?" It's like, well, he just he made the right decision. So like, what do we? No, nah, but this is this was different though. What do, what do we make of this, man? <laughs> Am I supposed to package that up? Yeah, run a couple of ads at the front of that clip, a couple of fucking <laughs> provocative words, That's and right. you got yourself a business. That's right. That's a business model, baby. What, what would you what would you call that? You know, Howler from Oxenford overturning decision trolled hilariously. You know, McDonald's ad, something mm. else. Boom. Clips. Bruce Bruce Oxen sucks at umpiring. There you go. Fuck. As a meme. That's high level. Mate, that's ads. <laughs> South Africa, <laughs> India. 
Pez, we're doing uh, dailies, obviously, for the South Africa-India series. Uh, the first test match wrapped Hell up yeah. the other day in Centurion, India 1. You can find the dailies on YouTube, or if you just listen to the audio, patreon.com forward slash great cricketer after every day's play. The second test actually starts tonight. I don't know what day of the week it is, but it's tonight. Um, and that is in Joburg. It's at, uh, it's at the Boring. Um, so there's that. Now... We were talking about this the other day on our daily pairs after day five. Quinton de Kock announced his retirement from uh, Red Ball cricket for South Africa. He's 29 years old. Um, pretty shocking revelation. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Least of all, Dean Elgar, the captain of South Africa, who said that he was pretty shocked. Uh, and uh, and apparently he was quite upset. And I reckon he probably was upset because he's, he's basically got one or two decent players in that team. And uh, that guy used to be one of them. Um so, uh, mate, it's uh, it's alarm bells are ringing for South African cricket because um, there's fair to say there's been a bit going on there for a little while. I've lost heaps of players, not just at the end of their careers, but also Cole Pack stuff. Um, you know, there's obviously controversy through Quinton the Cock, least of all th- uh, during the World Cup with uh, the Black Lives Matter and the taking of the knee or the lack thereof. Um, and also, they're just in a rebuild- rebuilding phase, uh, and they're playing against a super strong. Indian team, obviously, who are trying to fight, who are, who are themselves trying to get their first uh, away win in South Africa ever in their history, which is pretty cool. Uh, but uh, so this is not good for South Africa. You can see them being weak for a while. But why do I feel like they'd give us a game next summer when they come out here? Because they probably will. Oh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's Springfield Shelbyville stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they in a rebuilding phase? Like it feels to me like that, like De Kock's retirement is. I mean, this that'd be far more alarming than whatever's going on in England, you know, that's a guy who just averages 40, like a 38. Let's round that up. Yeah. Uh, just, and, and he's, he's got, he's got good, like economic and probable, probably moral reasons, you know, for doing so. Uh, it, it, it's, it'd be a complete shit fight trying to be a test cricketer in South Africa when you've got the opportunities that someone like Quinton de Kock has got. Uh, that's another thing Jonathan Lewis writing about, just like, with the West Indies, you know, at the turn of the century, they had Brian Lara and they had they had uh, Ambrose and Walsh, and Johnny was comparing that to Root and Broad and Anderson, and you know, the West Indies have morphed into a country that has consistently produced sizzling white ball players, yep. uh, and its Test cricket is a is a an afterthought compared to that. They're my words. You know, is that going to happen with South Africa as well? Is that actually going to happen with a lot of countries apart from India and? Can Australia and England go with them? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm really saddened by De Kock's retirement on a test, like just from a test cricket perspective. But yep. I totally understand the forces that drive it for him. I think it's really mm-hmm. worrying. Uh, India in this series, they they were very. I can't remember if we talked about this on our last cast, but they were very clinical. I think we did. They were clinical. Rahul Dravid's a coach. They've got players, you know, for days. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They've got they they're like Chelsea in 05. They had three players for every position funded by Roman Abramovich, you know. Mm-hmm. So United got Carrick and then so that just linked a few things up. But um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean uh, India India should go on to to sweep this series too, I think. I think that uh the the conversation about De Kock's re- retirement is just uh one small piece in like a a jigsaw of like what tests cricket and what cricket is i mean i said this on the daily show that i think this is a <clears throat> this is a signifier of 
Oh, no, so we're, we're, in, we're in the middle of seeing the de-evolution of test cricket generally. Like, if, if three countries are going to hoard all the money for cricket, obviously India, England, and Australia, then this is going to be part of the problem because then all the, all the guys like in the West Indies or Bangladesh or Pakistan or New Zealand even, who are as good as other players in those three countries but can't get the same resources, financially speaking, then why would they go and play test cricket when they can fund their entire livelihoods and the five to 15 other people that are surrounded by them with either by family or the, their business partners or you know their manager or whatever? They have to look after all them through their playing fees uh, that they earn. Uh, this is this is going to be part of that. I also heard um, Fadurst Mundar, friend of the show, uh, talk about Quinton and saying that... Uh, He's a he's a guy who who likes to do a lot of like trail running, hiking, sort of fishing. That sort of he's a very outdoors yeah. guy, and I think that like he, me, <laughs> that's right, a real a real woodsman. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know me, that's Old Sam Woodsman Perry. <laughs> Whereas Pez, he's out he's out the back having a chop, just chopping wood, just <laughs> chopping wood. Workbench, eh? Yeah, on the old workbench there. Uh, well, wow, okay, some real side mouth stuff there. Yeah. But it, but Carry he's on. but he's a guy who's just been in bubbles a lot the last couple of years, and it's an interesting point when you think about that with England as well, who have been in bubbles for two years. I'm not really sure what percentage you can attribute to England's failure to fucking bowl a ball behind the front line because they've been in bubbles. But you can't argue that the impact that would have mentally on a person. You know, Quentin the Cox just about his first child. He wants to, he's spoken about wanting having a, um, a big family and wants to do that very quickly. He's 29, 54 tests. Ah, I've kind of done my job. I want to play in the IPL. I want to do a bit of franchise stuff. I'm going to earn my money. Like, that's what cricket's going to be become. Why, 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 uh, why New Zealand, who we'll speak about in a second, the best test team in the world, continue to get Bangladesh every fucking two years and not get any big series? It's just not fair because there's no money in it for the ICC and and whatever so they're all going to play franchise cricket that's just the way it's going and we're in the middle of seeing great players Quentin de Kock statistically is one of South Africa's best ever cricketers um and as a as a gloveman I think he ranks as like that he has the eighth highest average ever of any wicketkeeper ever um pretty good uh and he's cutting his career short when he could have played more than 100 caps which is fucking pretty amazing again because South Africa don't play as many tests as the other big three nations so um, Man, I think this is, I, I this is, this is how it all ends. Like at the same age, Gilchrist had played ten tests. Right. Um, just another one on the South Africa India series. Like, I think South African crowds, of which there are none due yep. to SARS CoV two. Uh, like they're underrated. You know, like um, so having no crowds. Is like normally we think of crowds, we think of MCG or fucking India, you know, the darts. Shit like that, or you know, the darts. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Crowded house, um, yeah. but um, but like you know, there's nothing like a big South African man tanned, yep. meat eating, drinking yep. his castle lager, having a bride. absolutely giving it, giving it to you. Um, mm-hmm. But they don't have that, you know. They don't have that man. That one man, yeah, at the ground. And you really, can't, you really know, you can't discount man. that. Well, he really is, you know, like he's coming up against a country of one point six billion people <laughs> with some pretty good systems and stuff. But you know, the power of that man with his bry and his tan and his castle lager cannot be underestimated. That's a powerful man, and you but they know don't that, have him. They should try and get know yeah. that he is saying the most heinous shit possible. But that gets in the opposition players' heads, and they don't perform as well. 
Uh, he, he, he may or may not, you know, like, uh, I, I don't no, know. He's... I just know that when I see the camera, when, I, okay, right. I, I haven't been there when the, when the camera's on him, it's, it looks scary, you know? Yeah. And you can't, he's... you can't underestimate when the South African cameras just pan to the crowd, their ability to find very attractive women in the crowd. That's, that's just one of, that's one of their broadcasters main MOs when they go there, you know? And I miss that. Um, has, uh, there's some more South Africa, uh, sorry, not South African, uh, India, Kohli, captaincy stuff. I'm not sure how much we're still interested in this, but uh, Chetan Sharma, the selector, said that everyone in the meeting uh, asked Vrat to reconsider stepping down as T20I captain. Ooh, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't really care. He's not captain anymore. Uh, ODI squad uh, has been announced for India. They play three ODIs against South Africa. <laughs> Rohit Sharma, who is the new captain, replacing Vrat Kohli. Uh, is injured, so he won't be doing it because he hasn't recovered from a, a string. Uh, so he's not flown out to South Africa. So instead, K.O. Rahul uh, is the captain, and then uh, Jasper Boomer is uh, he gets the VC. So uh, K.O. Rahul gets the armband. Oh man! Oh god, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely mouthwatering clash between India and South Africa in white ball cricket. <laughs> Definitely remember what happened. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> savor this series. Yeah, I'm gonna remember everything about it. Mate, who's um, going to bowl the middle overs? The future. God, mate, that's that's the matchup I've been waiting for. <laughs> the middle overs of that ser- of that of that game. No, hey, well done, Kale Rahul. He's he's really coming good. Yeah. in cricket, you know. That's right. He's coming good in cricket. Um, <laughs> New Zealand Bangladesh Pez is a game that is happening right now. Is there any point in me even reading out the score because I don't have it in front of me? So it'd be good if you say no. No, and it's going to be have changed anyway. Uh, I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I've just got I've just got personal interest in this. Um, in what's happening in this game. Anyway, Devin Conway hit a century in the first innings. New Zealand got 308, I think it was, in the first innings. 328, 328. And yeah. as I'm reading this, Bangladesh are 256 for four, um, which makes it a lot... In fact, Bangladesh are ahead in this game, which is amazing because Bangladesh are a bit of a, bit of a rabble um, by all reports uh, coming into this game. They're only 72 runs behind with six wickets in the bank in the first innings. Um, oh, man. But Devin Conway batting at three in this uh, in this game. He's obviously um, opened the batting in the past. But I saw a stat the other day. I want to say the other day, I mean this morning, um, that uh, Devin Conway with his 122 in the first dig becomes the, the, only the sixth batter ever to score 100 in their first game at home, in their first game away. And the last two people to do that were in 2004, uh, Michael Clark and uh, Straussie. So um, that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, Conway's just come in. Fuck, he's got a good white ball record, he play, but fuck, he's done the business, mate. Nah, he can he can play, and I'll be the judge of that. Mm. And was he overlooked by South Africa, Devin Conway? Um, oh, he's born there. That wasn't hurts. He? Uh, yeah, Bangladesh compiling a total here. I mean, really, like that's a boil over in the making. I mean, that's the Tigers yep. taking it to the greatest Test playing nation on their home track. Yeah. That's um, mate. My eyes will be glued to that once this show's finished. Something India never glued. did. Painted on. <laughs> mate, your eyes are painted on. That's <laughs> that's not the same thing. Um. Okay. Anything Any- else he goes, or should we be thanking Budgie? That's like Budgie, mate. Our sound guy for Channel Seven. <laughs> There's no way he listens to this show, no. but he'd be really funny if he was on it. G'day, Budgie. Uh, no, I'm talking about Budgie Smuggler. He goes, uh, again, in the apparel wear, in the swimwear game, 
making this show tick, making it happen, Australian made. I want to talk today, he goes, uh, I want to pick up on what we were just talking about. I want to pick up on successful, heroic, uh, impressive South Africans who have played for other nations. Um, so, okay. yeah, if you want to have a custom design swimwear and you want to include just the sort of the stereotypical big meat-eating, bry-eating, um, uh, castle lager-drinking man, you can do that. Yep. But also consider guys like Devin Conway, mm. you know, Manus Labuskakni, which is how it should be said, yep. uh, Andrew Strauss, Kevin yep. Peterson. Yep. Um, I didn't know the other day, uh, this has to be right, but Alan Lamb. Oh, know, yeah, that's had right. A South African accent. Lammy. Uh, oh, was he? Hope he's well, Lammy, actually. Yeah. Was that Zimbabwean? Oh, it could well be. And you know what? Hey, let me apologize for another mistake I made when I said that Ross Taylor was Maori, and I've been corrected on that before. Um, he's not Samoan. I'm an idiot. Needs to do research. Um, let me just that he goes. Let well, let's just, just, no, I'm, I don't know. I just, I just had a feeling. Uh, you think you could be right. Uh, Ke- I, right. So I've just got so. Godfather Alan Lamb gets goosebumps. Wish Kevin Curran, da, 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 and something else. Hang on. Yeah, well, that I'm, confirms it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about there's something about Alan Lamb's in Barbie. I feel like there's something in my memory. Yeah, mm. I, it does for me too. Now that you say that, okay, unhelpfully not before. Anyway, any anything else in South Africa you'd like to celebrate? He goes. <sighs> Beautiful mountains. Beautiful mountains. Yeah, Nick Compton. Beautiful mountains. You know Nick what? Compton Alan, and beautiful mountains. Alan Lamb is a South African-born former English cricketer. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> but was Rhodesia involved somewhere? All right. I don't know. Um, oh, no, no. It says he had a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Sorry. <laughs> Not to be confused with a Kookaburra Ridgeback. Anyway, you can get swimwear, apparel, and more at budgiesmuggler.com. Use the code CHAMP at checkout for a little surprise, a little gift, a little, uh, little, little bit of assistance on the overall pricing there in Kepler some vessels. way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah, mate. I remember the first year my parents took me out to watch the cricket. It was sort of 92, 93, and... South Africa was out here and Kepler was the opening bat and captain and my parents telling me that he used to play for Australia and that blew my mind. I did not understand anything about that. Mm. Uh, uh, David Pocock anyway. was born in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Now he could play. Uh, yeah. Talk about a rig. We Jesus. never we never minded an open side breakaway, an open side flanker. Australia, yeah, yeah. anyway. We just wanted thick thighs. Thick thighs are nice guys. Com. Just in case you missed that, that's budgiesmuggler.com. Uh, the interview here goes is brought to you by T20 Stars. This is the gear that Watto has had his mitts all over. Yep. Anytime you get it, Shane Watson's touched it. Yeah, but he uh, sanitizes his so hands. He's got, he's got hand sanitizer court, everywhere, which is a separate business of his. Sanitize. Um, that's ex- <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Very entrepreneurial man. Uh, I mentioned Peter Hasseglu before. That was all using T20 Stars kit. It That's all right. went extremely well. Um, the four balls that I showed on camera, um, very successful for me. And it was just a very short net. But uh, T20 Stars, all sorts of cricket kit that you want. Huge range. Uh, Watto is very close to it all. Um, and 
I miss Shane Watson in public life, actually. I think he, I would like to have heard him on commentary this summer. His commentary was a standout in the T20 World Cup, and it is in the IPL as well. But um, I'm sure we'll hear him in the summer soon. Well, What's told, that got I, to do with his? I told you last week because yeah, I told you last week that I was getting uh, I was getting fed T20 stars adverts on my on my Insta. Are you saying that? Does that count as public life? No, that's not not in the no not in the algorithm. Not in your algorithm. Uh, okay, well it's just popping up on me. I'm getting I'm the getting algorithms. Lost. They're al- That's interesting. The algorithms saying you should be back playing cricket. Yeah, which is quite alarming. But maybe it's because of the amount of shadow batting I'm using. Because I've, I've got the stick at home, as you know. Just doing a lot of front foot pressing. Actually, you posted something yeah. the other day about Joe Root uh, nicking off, uh, shadow nicking off. Oh, yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. Actually, there's, I can I can feel the nick when I'm going forward when I'm shadow batting. Mm. Yeah. And if, if you want a good, if you want a good, good. edge, T20 stars. <laughs> I thought before when you said, um, I thought you said shadow batting music. And I was like, what music are you setting that to? Shadow Interesting. Music. I was listening to some classical, I think classical music. Yeah. And you sort of do it in slow motion. Maybe death metal. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, use the code TGC10, that's TGC10, on your T20 stars kit to get a little bit of a discount there as well. That's at t20stars.com. Here he is, the great man, Steve O'Keefe. Chill the fuck out. Shut the fuck up. Chill the fuck out. Shut the fuck up. Chill the fuck out. Shut the fuck up. The team shit. Omicron needed now. Void the series. Bring the, bring the boys home. Omicron needed. Bring the boys. Bring the, bring the boys. Void the series. Omicron needed now. Bring the, bring the boys home. Omicron needed now. Omicron, Omicron needed now. Fuck the series. Bring the, bring, bring, bring the boys home. Omicron needed. Shut the fuck up. Omicron needed, Omicron needed now. Void the series. Bring the, bring the boys home. Fuck the series. Omicron needed now. And it's fucked. The team shit. <laughs> they can't catch. There's no first innings run still. And they're all injured. Thoughts? Well, it's been a hot minute since we caught up with Sock, who always tells us how it really is. And those who, you know listen to the show know that we're probably the foremost uh, source for information on the BBL um, watching most balls pretty much every ball bar a couple um, but we thought we'd sort of get inside the BBL so I want to start uh, sock with the BBL um, seems like absolute carnage and mayhem everyone is playing a, ga- a squid game with coronavirus and uh, somehow it's still going uh, what, what's what can you tell us about what's happening inside, like the BBL with SARS-CoV-2? Mate, it is it's a nightmare to be honest. It looks like I honestly feel like I'm running a little small pharmacy here. I'll show you. This is this is my little kit pack. We've got the rapid antigen tests. I've got I'm running a little pharmacy out of here, and that's just to get out of bed in the morning to play. Be very <laughs> careful what you're showing there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, mate, it is where we are. We had a meeting this morning. Actually, we're in lockdown again. Because um, those damn bloody Melbourne stars all getting COVID um, down there in Melbourne, just super spreading events, you know, cricket matches, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, our pain is your pleasure, though. You know, we're, we'll we'll keep fighting on for the viewers over summer, so you've got something to uh, watch and 
and talk about. Uh, is that is that how, is that how you feel? You know, and is that how you felt your whole career that you're basically just like a dancing monkey for um, <laughs> consumer pleasure, so that we can sort of crowbar right, a few ads right. in around you, so execs right. can make money. I uh, I was out there the other day and I was just staring up as a game last game we had at SCG just looking into the stands just like what am I doing what am I doing out here you know my body hurts every part of my body hurts my brain hurts I'm taking half a pharmacy as I just showed you just to get up in the morning and get out of bed I'm like why am I doing this um, and the the real answer is cash I need the money uh, had some significant <laughs> some significant gambling losses during COVID lockdown and uh, I need it so I need to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> you got four for as well, though, didn't you? I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've been paying me by the wickets. And you blokes are on fire. 100K followers on YouTube. That's gold. Uh, Killing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, You're going to start handing out a bit gold. of that cash to the to some of your guests? Or are we still doing this for the love of it? <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts. Mm. Yeah, that's no. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. I'm right. Hey, so like with uh, with with the Melbourne Stars, like just uh, the entire team now being mostly twos, threes. Um, mm. Like, what's what's what's, <laughs> what's the what's the chat amongst the BBL sort of cohort? Like, are they are people looking forward to getting a game against the Stars now? Are they playing against great Mate, cricketers? We thought, or we thought that round one, we thought, is this the CA eleven when we had a mate for eight for fifty? We thought this is where the, the CA have put another team in of the young blokes that they just want to build up scar tissue on so they never recover <laughs> from it. Um, <laughs> it was a great team that team. Um, we, uh, yeah, I made it. They still got a pretty good team, eh? Justin Avendano was in our squad last year, so um, look, they, and they were right in it up until the last sort of five or six overs. So. Um, as Shippy says, we have a healthy respect for each team, uh, and you know whatever they put on the paddock would be pretty good under D House, I reckon. So are you guys? Sorry, Are you guys basically like in full lockdown now? Because obviously there's COVID just running through the country, especially down here in Melbourne. But are mm. you guys like just mm. just locked down until the final? Yep. CA. So, yeah, uh, well, we got some stuff through last night on some protocols, and it's basically essentially the same as last. Year. You can't leave your room, can't leave your sorry, can't leave the floor in your hotel unless for essential services. You can go to training and back. And look, we've had three weeks. We had three weeks of good fun. We we're looking forward to a night at the Burley Pav up here on the Goldie. The boys were hanging out for it, but that's now that's done and dusted. Um, my missus is up here. I was looking forward to see her. She's got COVID, so I can't see her. So it's it's back to the the, the pits and depths of your own mental sanity. Uh, you know, bowling those 24 balls in your head uh, against Maxwell on a postage stamp. It wakes me up every night thinking about it. Uh, but, you know, we, we go on three more weeks. Just get on with it. <laughs> Mate, what is um, what is the status with, with you and your body and your injury? Um, mm. How you, how you're feeling, you know, when are we going to wake up and just see again, you know, SOK 2 for 13, SOK mm. 3 for whatever? Yeah, it's, it's, the body is just not, everything just hurts this year. Like I, I, I was getting, he goes, you'd be proud of me. I was, I was lifting, you know, dumbbells from the bottom rack. You know, you've got a healthy <laughs> respect for the gym. I can see that uh, in some of your beautiful Instagram posts. That is a fine rig, my friend. Um, yeah, so I was, I was flying. And then the Flip second lockdown hit, yeah, the, the second lockdown hit in and, and Roscoe, our SNC, just gave me two five kilo dumbbells and said, look, just, do your best. And again, I was down in the gym, uh, down in my car park doing some gym work. And again, I was like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? So I went back up, 
uh, worked back on my wine diary uh, and the body's hurt pretty much ever since. I've put on about six kgs and uh, I am I am not in a good way, I can tell you. <laughs> so I'll be battling to get through, I reckon, this year. I, I'm fit to go for the next game, but as I said, the body is just hurting and I'm pretty much over it. But, you know, I'll hang on so I can say in a one-liner that we got a three-peat happening. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you guys about uh, ask you about the, the three best, especially you, Pez. I was gonna ask you about the three peat pest. Um, uh, so like, uh, about, about, uh, about the three peat, I mean, how is it? I mean, it's in touching distance. So you guys are second at the moment. Obviously, the scorchers are doing mm. well, thunder's okay, but there's a bit of a drop off between Hobart and sort of Brisbane and the rest and and whatever. But I mean, mm. the three the three peats, the three peats on you guys are you guys are in the mix right at on. least. Yeah, we're right up there. I think, um, I mean, we lose Binny and I think a couple of teams lose their internationals. Um, so we'll have to do some uh, shuffling around. But I mean, last year we didn't have Moses and Sabah, Dorsch for a big part of the tournament. We seem to find a way. So I'd like to think that, my, you know, Aston Agar said it in the World Cup squad, you know, you win with the squad, um, which you definitely do. And we've got a pretty good one here at the Sixers. Curry's sort of found his... He's niche now, bowling and batting in the middle. And, you know, we won eight down the other night with guys like Dorsch and Sabah who were batting eight and nine. It could easily bat, say, six and seven in other teams. So we've got plenty of depth. It's on. But, I mean, you need a lot of luck to go your way in this this tournament. So, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're fine. All right. Uh, Sox, speaking of depth, what have you made of the of the Ashes, you know? Like, I know a couple of the England boys have uh, played grade cricket out here in, in Sydney. Uh, Zach Crawley. Mm-hmm. Ollie Pope and Ollie Robinson, you know, what What have you mm. made of their performances mm. and, and what, what grade would you start them in if they had another season? <laughs> yeah, clearly it's worked, doesn't it? First grade comp, they come out and they're getting pummeled. Um, well, I'm glad you've, I'm glad you've run the SCG specialist just before the SCG test uh, and asked me my opinion on that, which is which is gold. Uh, only the one five part, did you know, Pez, at the SCG in about 40 really? games. So it was rubbish. Yeah, I just oh. came in on the back of all the quicks. Um, but yeah, we've got Tommy Lamanby who played for the the who's he played for the Hurricanes. So we've got a couple of palms at our club. Uh, what do I make of the palms? They're, they're just rubbish, flat out rubbish, aren't they? They're, they're, they I, I can't see them uh, doing much better than what they've done in the, the last three games. And people think you can improve, but I also think you can get worse. And I think it might get worse oh, at the SCG. God. So I'm not I'm not very bullish on the palms at all. Hey, yeah, uh, they're talking about uh, Swepo getting a game. Uh, mm. I presume with Nathan Lyons, so a couple of spinners. You've interesting. You only took one bag there in forty games, but like mm. the SCG wicket has been whisper it quietly, sock like the worst wicket in Australia for a minute. Like it doesn't spin mm. anymore. Like are we mm. do we do we hold any hope for a good one this year, twenty twenty two? I reckon we do. The last Shield game I saw there was. Um, I was, I was watching. It was only went for three days. It was probably the best cricket wicket I saw. It spun from day one, had a bit of seam. Both teams sort of got their way to 200. And then in the on the last day, which was day three, Tanvi Sanger come on a bold leg spin for the Blues. And it looked like it was spinning. There were some footholds, um, a bit of uneven bounce. So I reckon the wicket is primed to go for two spinners. I would pick Swepo uh, in the team, bring him into a winning team, um, you know, a bit cheekish about the Poms, but I actually think they're going to, they'll, they'll fight back and they're a good side. But I reckon get him into a team that's winning and then you're preparing for those um, subcontinental tours that are coming up. So he's going to have to debut over in Dubai like I did against Miss Bar Al Haq and Yunus Khan, who just sweep you for days and you're none for 200. And again, looking into the stands, going, why am I out here doing this? So <laughs> get him in, experience the winning feeling. He's been around that squad for ages now and I, I think now's his chance. Um, what do you do in the middle? Maybe you could bring Mitch Marsh in at six for the opening for the for the batting spot. So you've got a bit more bowling and batting. So yeah, I, I think there's a few combos I could go with. 
Um, you're just noting a, a couple of tours to Asia coming up. Sock. Um, mm. There was a guy who played for for Australia a couple of years ago. He took twelve for seventy in India. Mm. Um, mm. You know, yeah. spinners peak late. And mm. I know you're going to say, <laughs> I know you're going to say, yeah, look, Swepson, Agar, you know, Matt Kuhneman, really good players, deserve to deserve a shot. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, you know, if if Tony Dodder made, if Dodders oh, I've never met, or Bales, or you know, <laughs> say JL still in the mix, he, they called upon you, you know, would you would would you answer the call for your nation? Um, for for a tour of Asia, given that you actually can bowl there, it's it's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. I mean, the, the thing is, I get I get pretty I get pretty uh, I get pretty blind, and I'm still messaging Cracker at two a.m. in the morning, like, mate, you've got to get me on these tours. He's like, mate, uh, I'm not the head selector anymore. You're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> so if anyone's got Donna's number, I'll do it for him. I'll ring him and tell him how good I am. Uh, yeah, so, well, we do, yeah, on a serious note, we do have some good spinners coming through, like you've just mentioned. Um, and there's no one, there's no need for a, uh, yeah, a sock in the team anymore. I've had my, had my time, Sam, but it's you know, there's still hope. There's still hope. COVID, COVID, mm. COVID through the Ashes squad and Aussie team call yeah. in the year of the scab. You know, you've seen that yeah. ESPN doco. I'm happy. I'll stand up. I'll play. I'll do it for nothing. You've done I'm it back. before. And you know, they, and, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of those guys, you, you, your Coley's, etc., would be carrying mental scars of yeah. uh, mm. have you demons. clean bowling him, etc., as well. There's, there'd yeah, be some yeah, demon yeah. stuff there, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the the most demons I get out of that trip was I think the third test I bowled. I think it was 79 overs uh, in a in an innings and just could not get one off the straight and could not beat the bat. And I was like, no, nah, this is it. You can have this. I'm done. So <laughs> I quit on that tour on the third test and we still have one to go. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm tapping out boys. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and that's that's where we'll leave that one. But uh, yeah, no, no more India, no more traveling. I'll just tell everyone I'll dine out on it. Ring you blokes once a month, and you can keep bringing up my twelve for seventy. I appreciate it. <laughs> something there is something about left arm spinners in India, especially. I mean, we saw what you did over there in that in that tour. We saw Aksar Patel has done amazing things for India in the last year or so, and then and then Ajaz Patel uh, for New Zealand taking ten for. I mean, so I guess my question is, mm. how many tests would you have played if you were Kiwi? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Ten for in a losing game. I mean, that's the that's the goal. That's the you know you, you're getting the yeah. photos and the selfies, and your team's just beat. That's that's <laughs> that's the great great cricketer that isn't it? You're celebrating. Um, yeah, I mean, what's Axar Patel's numbers are just ridiculous, isn't it? Like he's got fifty wickets at ten or something at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's just a queue, and then, you know, and then you've got Jadeja, and they've still got probably two or three behind those blokes. So he's just gonna, and you know what you're gonna get when you go over there and play them as well. It's gonna be these dust bowl, you know, tip wickets, which are just almost impossible to play on. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. But we haven't seen Manus over there yet, have we? And I think the key will yeah. be the batting. You've got to put, put, got to put runs on the board. And I think we've got some good players to spin. Davy Warner seems to be better each time he goes over there. So. Again, I'm bullish. I'm bullish on the Aussies going over there. Hence, why we need to get swept by into this test. And I love that mm. we're still two tests away from completing the Ashes series, but we're now turning we're eyes to <laughs> the series <laughs> in India in nine months' time. But yeah, we're um, 2017 Pune. That's where we're. Let's, let's strip our minds back four years. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, Steve oh, yeah. O'Keefe, mate, pleasure as always. Thanks so much for the insight, mate. All the best with the Sixers, you know, BBL, and then the um, impending call up uh, to the yes. test team.
Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Well done on 100,000 followers. Keep bringing in that cheddar, boys. And uh, feel free to uh, previously hand it out to a few of your guests on occasions if you feel like it. But you don't have to, whatever. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Not quite the night that I had planned. Uh, I'm currently stuck in, <laughs> stuck in a lift. Stuck in a lift. The doors won't open. Out of service up there, apparently. Stuck in a lift. Not quite the night that I had planned. Marnus is on the other side. Stuck in a lift. Hello? 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 Not quite the night that I had planned. Stuck in a lift. I'm just taking a seat. What else do you do when you're stuck in the lift? Hello? Anyone got any suggestions of what I can do? Throw them out there. Let's do it. Throw them out there. Let's do it. Anyone got any suggestions of what I can do? Stuck in a lift. Throw them out there. Let's do it. Minus is on the other side. Hello? Oh, what do you got? There's some food for me. Let's take in a lift. Throw them out there. Let's do it. What have we got here? A few M&Ms. That's naughty. That'll do. That's naughty. That'll do. That's naughty. Keep me going in here. I need it. Thank you, sir. Throw them out there. Let's do it. Let's take in a lift. Thank you very much to Sock Pairs. We've got to do it before we get into hashtag Ask TJC Manscaped. Where do you want to start with this? Do you want to just give the top line points, and we'll go into a bit of a uh, bit of handiwork that someone sent into us this week? I think I think that's exactly right. So I'm not going to you know talk about giving your balls a six pack like I did last week. You use the code if you want a manscape if you want manscaped gear. Use the code TGC for twenty percent off plus free shipping but i think we've got some material that's going to be more interesting to you vis-a-vis understanding the spirit of the manscaped product but yes 20 percent off plus free shipping using the code tgc at manscaped.com your balls will thank you so says the copy trademark uh now this has been sent in from uh, ed darby who wrote in a uh, an rctc last week where he'd been doing some work uh, on the slopes in france and he celebrated manscaped by putting this together for us i distribute mullets with a pube trimmer <laughs> I'm heading to France hit the, hit the slopes with Ed Sure Mullet With a pube trimmer Mullet With a pube trimmer Hit the, hit the slopes with Ed. Oh, mate, hell of a circuit. Frantic, frantic, With a pube trimmer, pube trimmer. Frantic, frantic, With a pube trimmer, pube trimmer. The locals at Prey Bar. With a pube trimmer, pube trimmer. Distribute mullets with a pube trimmer. <laughs> Uncomfortable sounding sex with Ed Darby. 
would trim your, your, your beard with the same razor that no, you use on your penis. Undercarriage, undercarriage. Manscaped.com, TGC is the code for 20% off. Home. Hashtag us, TGC. thanks to uh, C-Pez. Well, thanks to Manscaped. So, so that was that, 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 that was Ed Darby? I did who, say uh, that. I did say that. You sent that in? Ah, cool. My brain works. Um, hashtag us, CDC-Pez. I hope, uh, hope people are enjoying uh, this week's episode. Are people going to go to the SCG, Pez? Are people going to go to the SCG? Are people going to go to the yeah. game to watch the cricket? Yeah. You just got to take personal responsibility. All right. Brooke Jordan writes in via Patreon, I just should add. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash great cricketer for our dailies of the Ashes uh, for every day of the SCG test match. Also, India, South Africa, Patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. And Brooke has chosen to write in via Patreon as well. Dear boys. You asked for questions about SAVS Ind. So here's a semi-related question about my relationship and ideological cricket cricket conflict therein. So my boyfriend is 10 years older than me and he's been watching cricket for over a decade, obviously supporting Australia. We started dating last year and he lured me into this fucked game. I'd never watched cricket in my life and was surprised to find out anyone else did. I'm a severely white I'm a severely white Australian woman, but I decided to support <laughs> India based on their aesthetics, hotness and power. Besides, the Oz team was full of uggos and seemed boring. <laughs> a few months after I started vaguely being aware of cricket, my boyfriend and I went to the first and last day of the Oz Ind Gabba match. This experience confirmed to me that one, my team is god tier, and two, his team is lame, old, and janky as fuck. Don't know what that means. Anyway, this is my first Ashes, and it's boring. It's proper shit, and I still watch it because it's cricket, but it's garbage cricket. I expressed this sentiment to my boyfriend, who understood, but failed to comprehend how objectively dull this Aussie circle jerk is. Since the SA Ind series, uh, series started, I'm less and less interested in the ashes in fact the ashes seem like an absolute joke next to this series yes it's only been a single day of play but it's never too early to make claims of objective uh fasticity so that being said this series is objectively better than the ashes am i right to think that south africa india is superior to the ashes or do i just have a clinical case of india supporter brain or rather should my boyfriend be diagnosed with a terminal case of need for safety Am I a bad girlfriend for hating my boyfriend's team and not supporting them or just a bad citizen? Thank you, Brooke. Great question, Brooke. And yeah, a lot of lot of rich stuff in there. Uh, I like the um, the perspective that... I mean, so I looked up an uggo on Urban Dictionary. It's just oh, yeah. a very ugly person. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so saying the Australian cricket team is ugly... Um, and that in the Indian team is hot. That's I hadn't like I, I haven't, haven't. Have we really passed the Indian side for hotness? There's probably there's a few, a few hot boys in there. I guess. Think about your your Shumans, etc. Well, Shumans on the team. Shum, Shum, 
Is it, are you, when she started going, when she, she she was sort of talking about the India Australia series, yeah, okay. I think. I'll, so, I'll, you I'll know, give you Shubham. I'll side. give you Washington Sundar. I'm not giving you much else. Hot. I'm going to go through. Do you want? Do you want to go through every Indian player and say hot or not? Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few thoughts about these Indian blokes, mate. Uh I think I think there's some deep. I, think I reckon as a matchup, I mean, like, side. yeah, but I mean, come on, Cummins. Australia's got a couple. I mean, is, is Brooke trying to yeah, tell me I mean, that Cummins is what? What? What am I? What, what am I doing here, Brooke? If that is your real name, or are you just an Indian supporter who's just you know changed their name on Patreon? Yeah, I wouldn't rule that out either. Um, Indian supporter brain is a thing. Yep, Australia's supporter brain is a thing too. Every country, yeah, every country's got its own supporter brain. Uh, what else are we looking at here? The Ashes is boring. Um, interesting new perspective. It's like, yeah, you like you're just a new person to cricket. And you're like, what the fuck's this? Yeah, mate, wait to see the urn they play for. I got to say, when Brooke watches her first Ashes when it's in England and it's a, it's the first session is prime time, which is what the same as what South Africa India is for her being in Brisbane. That first ball starts at what seven. Six o'clock or some shit. I mean, the Ashes starts for us. The first ball's at 8.30, something like that. Nine. Um, so that's prime time. And then and then you start feeling the things. That's when you start feeling the things. I, I look, generally speaking, any kind of national, per, like national who then supports another nation yeah. is a bit, is a bit um, how you going. How you going. Though, though, I'm willing to give this a pass if there's a sort of psychosexual element to this. Of course. You know, there's like a deliberate antagonism going on that somehow makes its way into, you know, strengthening and amplifying the sexual relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Between both parties. Yes. I'll speak in legal terms now. <laughs> Whether that be in the bedroom uh, or a car park. Cadence, yes. Precisely what I was thinking. So... That, I'm interested in that side of things as well. Why have you kind of adopted India there? It seems to be to create some some sort of dynamic with your partner, and that may be working. That may be working, and I think that's quite good. It's a, is it bittersweet for his partner? Perhaps his partner should be uh, sorry. Brooks' partner should be thankful because there are also inherent issues with being in a relationship where both people really love cricket. Just um, full stop. Not that I've ever been in one. Actually. Is it? Is it a bit picking India as your team? Is it a bit like if you watch your first Premier League game and you're like, I'm a Man City fan, are you? Or watching the NBA and you're like, I like the 96 Bulls. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure you do. They're going to win. That team's going to win. If you, but it, that was the first one she watched and just wanted to piss off her partner. Yeah, but it's it just happened it's, to be India. They're also playing against Australia, so she's doing it deliberate. It is a yes, it is. This is this is a psychosexual thing, mate. Once again, in our DMs. Hmm. So it's it's anti-Australian, but it has psychosexual advantages. Yep. Yeah. Next, Jackson McKinley, boys. I was watching the Adelaide test recently and I had a thought which I truly believe only the both of you are qualified to answer. As Jimmy Anderson was walking back to his mark, sorry, walking to the back of his mark on the first night, I saw in the background behind him the, inverted commas, Bob Hammond race. 
This piqued my curiosity because my immediate thought was, in the midst of the brilliant redevelopment of the Adelaide Oval, what has this bloke done wrong to only get a race named after him? (laughs) (laughs) I am from Sydney, and for many years now, I have wondered what what the point of the Daly Messenger stand even is. Do 500 seats or so even count as a stand? My question to you, therefore, is this. Is there an alpha hierarchy to the naming of the grandstands at the ground? What are the determining factors here? Size, direction to the sun, angle to the pitch, height, amenities? Perhaps it is more than just grandstands, as in Adelaide. Are light towers and scoreboards also privy to this hierarchy? And finally, what the fuck is a brawongle? Loving this show, and hope you and your families all have a Merry Christmas. Kind regards, Jackson McKinley. (laughs) Talk about legal letters. (laughs) Um... I would like if I if I had a choice of what um, amenity that I would like named after me, um, I think I'd like a scoreboard. I would like a scoreboard, yeah. yeah, and I would like it to be called the Ian Higgins Memorial Scoreboard, even though I was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, but I mean the I mean the in terms of alpha hierarchies, if you are the current prime minister of a country and then you just name a, a brand new stadium after yourself. That's up there with that's that's going to be tough to beat, uh, as as Nahendra Modi has done in Ahmedabad with that. It's actually the biggest stadium in the world, isn't it? It's hundred. How big is it? It's hundred thirty thousand, hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, I think one thirty. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. Uh, that's one that opened up last year where Ringham played there. Um, so yeah, but I mean. Have you got have you got a preference of like would you want a statue like in the grounds like you know in the SCG where there's Benno there's Steve War great statues around there in the back of the members uh, you know a bar oh, Percy Bain's I want a bar statue the if they're gonna make him I'm gonna I want a statue if they're gonna make it as big as Richie Benno's one he's absolutely fucking massive yeah you know, just sort of chest for days and you're yeah. fucking bronzed for life yeah. looking big but that's Benno's stuff you can't really get there yeah. I mean j- just to quickly <laughs> cover one bit off Jackson. Barongal is an Aboriginal word meaning camping place, so you're racist and cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so good virtue signalling that. I was literally looking that up on SMH. <laughs> no, that's what that's what that that's what that means. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but how many runs did Barongal score? Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I think there's definitely an alpha, alpha hierarchy for all these things that sit outside the main playing group of cricket. Like, I often think about... Um, I often think about... Yeah. Like, how Nugget Rees ascended to being the sort of test match volunteer. Yeah. You know, like how, like how many volunteers are kind of competing to get all the way to test status where you can get a blazer and a yep. and a baggy green and lead them out onto the ground. You know, like there, there's a lot of economies that sit outside of just the playing 11. Alpha hierarchies everywhere. Yep. Um, so in, ter- in terms of what I would like, yeah, I, I would like a Benno statue. I'd like people to come up. I'd like people to be touching my bronze chest, <laughs> which is sort of 1.5 times life size. It's like uh, I went to a zoo. I went to a zoo once. Yeah. I still don't know the name of this cat, but there was a cat that was somewhere sized between a normal domestic cat and a tiger. And it was the scariest thing I've ever seen because it was just large enough that if you saw it in the street, you'd freak out. But, like, you wouldn't be sure if it was cat or not. Um, Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Possibly not. And that's the sort of sized statue that I'd want. Like, not not super big, like, um, you know, Stalin shit. Yeah. 
but just just at the at the Benno level where you go, ooh, you're a fucking big bopper. You're a big bopper. <laughs> I wanted something where between Benno and like, you know, you've been to New York, like, you know the Statue of Liberty, uh, Liberty yeah. um, which is next to the Liberty, um, which is what I said. Um, it's actually it's next to it. <laughs> Area 51A. <laughs> It's an, it's an annex <laughs> to, to Area 51. Mail gets sent there all the time tonight and they're living there. Um, this, this is a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> um, Celebrating statutes of limitations. That's, that's, that's right. And limitations. Um, uh, but the Statue of Liberty is, is smaller than what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be. It's actually not yeah. that big. Yeah, so I want something in between oh, Benno God. and Statue of Liberty. Like somewhere in between that. Also, have you ever yeah. seen a feral cat? They're fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. That'll do. That'll do. Uh, I can't believe we've made it this far. I need to lie down and sweat this one out. Uh, hope, I, hope I feel okay soon. Hope you feel okay soon too, Pez, uh, to you and to yours. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, to everyone. And to you and to yours. Happy 2022. Uh, thanks for tuning in as ever. However you're consuming this, find us on Patreon for the dailies or on YouTube. However you consume TGC. See you guys next time. Cheers.